0: Georgia Fullerton is an expressive arts therapist, visual artist, arts educator, and public speaker. She is the former vice president of the Ontario Expressive Arts Therapy Association and a current board member at the Robert McLaughlin Gallery in Oshawa, Ontario. Georgia holds a seat on the program advisory committee for the School of Media Art in design at durham college oshawa campus in 1985 georgia received her diploma in visual arts at red deer college in red deer alberta before she transferred to toronto ontario to earn a bachelor of arts degree at york university just georgia expressive arts to heal the heart was launched in 2013 as a therapeutic arts based business serving the Durham region and the greater Toronto area. Just Georgia offers creative art workshops and community events focused on the art of healing and optimal well-being. From her working community, Georgia forms collaborative partnerships with a number of education and family service agencies in Durham, the region municipally of Durham, and a number of school boards and non-for-profit organizations. Dynamic visual art that explores the relationship between the real and the imagined and reveals emotions and memories of her girlhood and Jamaican roots. Georgia works with an intuitive approach and an abstract expressionist style. Her original art explores the phenomena of relational energy through color, form, and texture, and has exhibited in public and private collections throughout Canada, United States, Australia, and the Caribbean. Georgia's mission is to bolster awareness around the arts and educate all peoples in the acceptance of art-making and empathy as life skills, engaging all sides of her creative prowess. Georgia continues to deepen her understanding and practice of the arts in the mental health sector. She practices as a counselor and expressive arts therapist at the Insight Clinic in downtown Whitby, Ontario, and creates her original art at her home studio in Ajax, Ontario. And I really love her motto, I follow a path of spontaneous exploration and stay sensitively aware of feelings, thoughts, sounds, and movement as I create, keeping process over product as my primary goal. Hi, Georgia. Hello, Alethea. I am pleased to be here. Thank you for searching me out and finding me. Well, it's a pleasure. And, you know, I have seen your work throughout the years and just concentrating on the expressive art side. What made you venture into this line of work? And what do you see in terms of visual art and self-expression is really important when you're dealing with arts and expressive arts therapy? Well, I
1: thank you for the question i will start by you know it seems to be a natural segue to move from being a visual artist to working with arts and psychology if you want to bring it down to its basic forms and that's that's essentially what happened for me i've been an artist for years and years since you know I would say seriously age nine <laughs> maybe and with all the influences I've had and all the areas of visual arts that I've been in it was always about you know the aesthetics and how things look and whether or not they can work well in a gallery setting or in someone's home and it was really for the beauty and of course the enjoyment and passion of making art and how I transitioned into expressive arts therapy or art therapies is through my own lived experience, where I was able to look at my relationship with art differently. And I usually say to make a long story short, but we'll just make the story and say that trauma happens on so many different levels to people and they absorb it differently. My trauma involved a a relationship, but it's more about what took place after that relationship and the trauma that that was created from it, or as a result of it, I was able to look at my art and realize that it, just the act of doing art and making art, um, had a transformational effect on me. So much so that I became really curious about, well, how can this art making help me further? And how can I actually use it to help other people? with their pain or their experience or their their circumstances, their healing essentially. So you asked also how is it important being able to use expressive arts as a visual artist or just for anyone? How is it important to me and the this idea of healing through the arts probably paraphrasing your question, but essentially the good thing about this is that whether it's therapeutic arts or just practicing visual arts, painting, drawing, sculpting, any of the above, it is for everyone. Everyone can benefit from making art. And, you know, I like the fact that I've married it now with understanding more about human behavior and psychology and human development and how the arts can actually help us to overcome some of our own suffering, some of our own challenges, things that we've maybe experienced in our past but are unable to talk about until we reach you know, a much more mature age and, and you know, life and, and time is fluid. So we, we are able to use the arts as another tool, as a way of expression. And I'll, I'll stop talking now because I could just keep going and I'll let you
0: carry on. Well, I think it's wonderful because that's what I was actually looking for is just the depth and broadness of your response because it can go into so many ways. And I like the fact that you were able to see that in yourself through childhood by having this gift And then through some triumph there, you were able to Mm -hmm. really strengthen and solidify that arts was just part of who you were. That's it, And In terms of healing and really focusing on optimizing that work in the community, how do you explore that relationship of just working through trauma and healing the community? such a full and robust question Mm
1: -hmm. as we sit here today in a new paradigm that involves social isolation that involves the emergence or re-emergence again of the issues around racism as we sit here on the eve of a bipoc webinar that i'm starting kicking off this evening as we sit here thinking about the role of people such as you and i who work in this health field i'll, I'll call it we work around healing and and well-being and it's a really good question i i can speak for my recent Discoveries about being in this field now as a counsellor. I do counselling and use expressive arts therapy in a clinic in Whitby, Ontario, and it's very different uh, clinical setting as opposed to community because where you may have seen me in the past mostly was in community. And bringing the arts in the way that I do or that I have has always been about a sense of equity and acceptance. And change, and as I said, we're sitting in these unusual times, uncertain times. Everybody has is susceptible to change now, and finding ways that change can be less painful is where I feel that I I come in. If I could say the work that I'm doing now, and the one thing that I have noticed more than anything is that people in my community, in the Black community, are I feel as though that they are starting to relook at their past to relook at how they have been invalidated or by others or by them themselves their own self invalidation and the rise of the need for therapists who look like a black woman or a black child or a black mother or father there seems to be a a, a bigger pull for this i i i like to call it softening the stigma right and so i have noticed in my experience that there are a lot more you know 20-something early 30s specifically black women rethinking their past rethinking their role as mother rethinking their partnership and seeking out therapists not only that look like them but also that have a somewhat of a more i shouldn't say more but have a conventional new relevant way of dealing with healing and expression and what the expressive arts does in my experience is it does allow for a voice that is different than sitting and talking through things we carry so much in our bodies that i find the creative arts is one way that we can find things that we may have normally taken for granted helpful as a part of our toolkit for healing for example as I sit here talking to you, we're just using voice. People are just hearing us. They can't see what we're doing. But just to ease my anxiety, I'm actually using oil pastels right now to color and just keep in movement while I speak with you. It's a form of just relaxation. It's a form of an alternate focus. If that answers your question, I'm patting myself on the back because, you know, it, it is... The arts is something that I I believe in the past has been overlooked as a method of healing. It's something that's been around forever. And I find right now in the pandemic, people are really reaching for different ways to express themselves and to kind of give themselves solace in, in this really difficult
0: social distancing, social isolation state of being that we're all in. So in terms of where we were saying, like you were just saying, like you see more self-awareness, more self-expression with women, they're coming that they are getting permission or they're given permission. What do you think?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I would say. They are giving themselves permission. It's okay. People are realizing it's, it's interesting because I look at this time, I call it the, the, you know, pandemic paradigm that we're living in, but I really look at it as a reset, and that doesn't mean it's positive or negative. It is literally, I think, a reset for all of us to to re-look at what what we can live with and what we can live without, and re-establishing rules for ourselves. What are the boundaries? What are the necessities? Where are those areas that we're not serving ourselves? Or, like you said, permission to feel, to experience emotions, to explore movement, what's happening in our bodies, how it connects to what's in our brains. All of these things, the arts and just creating art has a phenomenal way of opening up more meaning or deeper meaning for people when they actually engage in it. And so yeah, this is what gives me drive. This is what really uh, keeps me moving in the direction of helping people in this way almost like looking at the arts or the practice of making art as a core life skill that i think everyone should take on Mm
0: -hmm. absolutely and in terms of the fact that you have transcended internationally with your art what have you noticed about for example, I'll just say one subject matter, women, when you're working in different spaces in different countries? Mm, What a great question. Oh my goodness. I do see
1: this multifaceted bridge that's slowly being built, you know, when it comes to working with women. Again, throwing down or putting down the maybe sometimes stereotypical views of how a woman should be in the arts or a, a woman who is who is a woman of color, black woman, indigenous woman. But I think when I think about my own universal or universality, I like to look at myself as someone who has this open and very equal way of looking at all women and all people in general. But when it comes to women in the arts, I'm excited because, not only because digitally we can reach women in the UK, we can reach women in in Africa, we can reach women all over the world who are involved in the arts in a way that I get excited about because I cross over many intersections and finding other women who follow the same lead is exciting. You know, the intersection of having grown up in a country, typically the only Black woman in my my volleyball team, in my school, mm-hmm. in the art studio, and then implementing other areas of, of my creativity along with that. I've met women now internationally who are curators, Black women who are curators, and that's a real charge that's happening right now. There's a lot of Black women in Canada as well as abroad who are taking up that Helm of curating shows and, and different creative events. And my role really is to get excited about how I can bring my piece, which is the healing arts, therapeutic arts, into the international scene, be that in galleries, spaces, you know, art museums. And I think it's a really exciting time for women, period, because our power is being recognized even more in different areas, not just in the areas of science and technology, but also in the arts and how strong that can be. For me, I'm excited because not only do I get to work with people uh, on a therapeutic level, bringing the expressive arts to them and counseling, but I'm continuing to work in my fine art field and exhibit in, right now I have a show that's a group show in Philly, in Philadelphia, which is through Rush Arts Gallery. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a Black female curator for that as well. And yeah, I'll let you continue to ask questions.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm I'll just really well. amazed by just the connections. And you talked about forming partnerships and collaborating and you know the fact that women transnationally are really coming together and forming. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the expressive arts, it sounds like, you know, there's just a lot of movement with equity and diversity. And how are you communicating EDI in your collaborative partnerships with, you know, some of the current or previous boards that you've sat on? How am I collaborating now?
1: Actually, that that is a really great question as well. I mentioned that this evening I'm doing a a very quick three-part series of workshops. It's sort of a support circle. Mm-hmm. And it's for BIPOC creative professionals. Myself and another expressive arts therapist who I studied with, we are leading this, and it's really just a place where BIPOC creatives can come and share their experience. Uh, Talk about things like how, you know, mental health services are, how they're treated in those arenas, people who kind of pull the strings, I guess, when it comes to mental health in this country and others. I've been involved in a number of different organizations. Currently, I, and this is my, going into my third year, I sit on the board of directors at the Robert McLaughlin Gallery in Whitby, Ontario. And even there we will be starting something very soon around arts and, and wellness. And so the experience is great. You start to talk about what you do, put it out there. Social media, of course, has to be in the mix. But for me, I do seek out people who are looking for the overall bringing in the arts into community. Mm-hmm. Other places that I'm involved, in, like because it's expressive arts, I feel it's it's nice to be able to move around in it. So I also sit on the board for a theatre production company and I supervise for a drama studio as well. It also stretches me and this is what I like when it comes to spreading it out to women, to other artists, to other people of colour, to other sisters and brothers. When you can collaborate and connect with people in different arenas, one is movement, one is dance, one is education, you know, it's never ending. And you will essentially find what resonates with you, how it can improve your your partnerships, improve your relationships, and bring abundance in your life in a way that you'll meet people who are struggling with some of the same things you are, you'll learn things that you carry with you throughout your life in the name of wellness, in the name of the arts. And it's just, always felt has been universal. So I try to treat it as such and bring it anywhere I go. Mm -hmm.
0: And I think I really enjoy your bold use of colors. You know, I just Mm -hmm. find that it really stands out and I find it's really relatable in ways of just identifying with certain countries and just dreaming and thinking. And I just Mm -hmm. found that, you know, just looking at art for me, is a great coping strategy because i really like things that are like yourself you know the aesthetics and visually pleasing and i always found that that was quite comforting in times when i'm able to look at colors and just dream and imagine of different things so you know those synapses start firing and then i start thinking about different things so i see that Art is a great way to really help people be inspired and also, you know, just have a deeper understanding of themselves and how they think and, you know, how they react to things. So when I looked at your, I guess it's a quote that you use, or is it your mantra? I follow a path of spontaneous exploration and stay sensitively aware of feelings, thoughts, sounds and movement as I create keeping process over product as my primary goal. And I thought that that was really interesting because I would apply the same technique, but I do it in a cognitive structural way, which is similar to what you're saying about being aware of your feelings, your thoughts. And for me, it's not about the sounds, but yeah, we do pay attention to our thoughts and observe them. But I also talk about those spiritual, you know, connections that one might hear when they're sitting in silence. So mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, that statement, which is so beautifully crafted, since you are so creative, <laughs> how, how did that, like, what really made you encompass every piece of yourself in that statement? Oh, that! thank you so much for saying that.
1: I'll tell you that I'll tell you the word that comes up for me when you ask me that question because it has this overall umbrella since I, I decided to study expressive arts therapy. one thing that changed, a big thing that changed was my actual artwork i I started out with a lot of portraits and really representational images, things that you recognize when you look at them landscapes, whatever portraits. and as I move deeper into understanding how cognitive things happen and how the human brain works and incorporate that into the arts in terms of movement and voice and texture. My art began to change and I've moved to very abstracted pieces now. And the enjoyment I get from it because I'm not just painting with an outcome, with a specific outcome, like, like how it says in the statement, my primary goal is really just to feel and experience and be in the process of the thing. Mm-hmm. And so this is this is how I work now. And that was the biggest lesson for me. I was I was able to realize that I had this really great intuition, and if I applied mm-hmm. that to how I made art. And even how I speak to people about the love of art and what it can do for your for your mood, for your behavior, for your thoughts, for your overall well-being, it became apparent to me that that's how I want to be. I, I want to be spontaneous and explore what comes up. And thats it just seems to tell that story when I look at the, the artwork that I do now, I do see different things in it, but I have no intention of making it anything in particular, (laughs) if that Mm -hmm. makes sense.
0: Yep. Because it's not structured where you you might be in school and there's a certain piece that you might have to construct based on the instructions that you're given, where you're just allowed to be and to be Mm -hmm. free. And I do see that there's difference when you're constructing a piece when it's free flowing versus when, you know, there's a certain prescription mm-hmm. of the way that it's supposed to be, you know? And mm-hmm. I just find like people, do they really want to be in those confines of, you know, the way it used to be? And I'm saying right now with COVID and some of the stressors that have been unmasked that you have talked about earlier. I mean, this is what we have to start asking, like, is do we still want things to be the way that they were? Do we start, you know, needing to see things in a new way? Something that's Mm -hmm. more spontaneous, that Mm -hmm. we're more curious instead Mm -hmm. of being in a a rigid system that just didn't work for us. You bring up uh, something that is,
1: yeah, I think this sits right at the upper level of what, I think this time is all about again I'll say the word reset because we are now you could say forced to view things differently to approach things differently to tolerate in a in a more demanding kind of a way just because of how communication is going now but it stretches some of us i can speak for myself it stretches some of us to use our sense of imagination and play even more okay because we don't have the usual means of connecting with someone else or something else even just the fact that we don't we don't have the ability to go anywhere we want to go now we do have to be selective but it, you're right it's it's also When I look at things, there's a saying that we have or a way of describing things in expressive arts therapy, which is called low skill, high sensitivity. And we Mm -hmm. say this often because we are now almost finding ourselves in a place where it's okay if your skill is not optimal when it comes to using Zoom or (laughs) knowing how to create a PowerPoint or do something, some kind of digital presentation but if you are sensitive to it and you keep sensitive to the things that do work and the things that do get your point across even when you're under a situation in which you're not so so comfortable with the tools right it's okay it's okay you can still be effective you can still let go of perfectionism you can as a matter of fact look at perfection reframe how you look at perfectionism right so those are really important things that you bring up you know we're not able to view things exactly the same but we can use things that maybe we would never have chosen to explore before in a new and creative way
0: Absolutely. And what do you suggest to people out there in terms of tapping into that creativity and finding new ways to, you know, express themselves and release some of that energy that they've been holding on to?
1: Mm -hmm. You know, we'll always talk about the usual things. I happen to live 15 minutes from Lake Ontario. So You know, people can live by a lake for years and never take a walk down there, right, (laughs) until they have to. I've never seen so many people in my neighborhood now. They're going, they're walking down to the lake, right? They're walking there because they can't go to their other usual social places. So I'm always going to lead with nature because unbeknownst to us sometimes when we don't experience nature, just getting outside, simply sitting out on your stoop, walking around the block. That is an immediate way to uh, affect change in your physiology, to feel better, to feel clearer. Um, So I, I would always say doing that is important. But again, if I'm gonna talk about the arts as my platform and talk about what people could do to feel better and have it relate to the arts, I always go to the senses. So sight, sound, touch, taste. Uh, Yeah, but I I go to those things because they're easily accessible now that we're all at home We can access something if you are sitting in a, a really funky state You're feeling anxious or you're feeling slightly depressed Like you could almost look at the whole world right now as having a mild depression You know and I say that even with a lot of light and love but knowing that Use the things that you have control over. Your breath is one thing that nobody can use except you, right? You have mm-hmm. agency over your own breath. And sometimes in those moments of heightened anxiety, it's the only thing you have to, to, to look at. So, awareness is a number one thing when it comes to healing yourself, being aware of how you can change from an angry state to a more tolerable state, and affect the senses sometimes when you look at just a beautiful image it can change your temperament it can change your mood instantly so that would be sight when you feel things like i have crystals that are very smooth or some are very rough and sometimes just to hold that roll it around in my hand can make a change for how i feel it can it can shift my or distract my worrying thoughts to thoughts of pleasant things because I'm focusing on something else that I'm touching. So, if I were to give a, an immediate answer to what are quick ways or immediate ways that you can feel better using the arts, I would say draw something, paint something, spread some paint across the page, and don't worry if it drips and sprays. I would touch something, something that has a texture that's nice. Go out in nature. I would. You know, employ things that, look at things that are around your house that you could use to create a sculpture, use Play-Doh and create something that helps you ground yourself and feel solid and and steady to take on your day. Writing is also a very creative thing to do. I have recently started waking up in the night because I never remember my dreams, but when I when I have a dream scene, and it's in my mind. I pick up my phone and I transcribe it into the phone. And I've got a whole year's worth of dreams that, that have come to me, because I never remember them as soon as I wake up. And my plan is to actually turn this into some kind of a journal, or I can create paintings from these dream scenes that I've, I've had. But there's so many ways that we can use resources that we all have within us right now to affect change, to distract us in a good way to change negative thoughts and reframe those thoughts, to turn a feeling of sadness into a feeling of hope.
0: And I agree with you. And I find that that's the first way to self-actualization is for us to really know what works for us in times of uncertainty and when we're feeling down and when we're feeling worried, what we can draw on in terms of our coping strategies and our grounding techniques Mm -hmm. to draw us closer to our reality so we can actually deal with some things and not be under so much stress and trauma that you keep repeating some really unsafe decisions Mm -hmm. and in terms of the insight clinic that's located in whitby what other alternatives do they have available people wanted to connect with you and reach out to you? Oh, um, Well, we are,
1: like I said, in downtown Whitby, and Mm -hmm. we have expanded our clinic, or the clinic. The clinician director does traditional neurofeedback and lens neurofeedback, and we have practitioners here who specialize in addictions, working with families and couples. And myself, I do counselling as well as expressive arts therapy, but I also use other forms of therapy, cognitive behavioural therapy, as well as dialectical behavioural therapy. And we have an intervention that, you know, there's a lot of our clients, young people and old, but, you know, there's a lot of young people who have ADHD or, or just different kind of sensory challenges whether they're young or old, we have a protocol. It's called Safe and Sound Protocol. I don't know if you've heard of that, Alethea. It's really a social engagement system. And it Mm. was developed for people who had epilepsy. And and now it's used for people who suffer from, you know, PTSD, extreme traumatic experiences from their past. Mm. And it's a really interesting listening engagement intervention. So it's a safe and sound protocol is something that if you wanted to check it out i use that as well as the clinic itself has started a dbt like i mentioned dialectical behavioral therapy a skills online skills group so you know if you have problems with your emotions interpersonal relationships being effective in relationships distress tolerance like right now we are all under a certain amount of distress due Mm -hmm. to covid and so we've developed an online skills group we meet every wednesday from 6 30 to 8 and i facilitate that along with one of the other clinicians here so we're doing a lot of innovative work a lot of things that are quite effective when it comes to particularly this time in the history of the world and serving our community I would love to impart more information about the Insight Clinic. We're at 101 Mary Street. And I'm not even gonna quote the number right. I think it's 289-483-0133. That's 289-483-0133. But really, for those people who go online and search up stuff, we are the insightclinic.ca. And you can find all that we do there. It's great fun. I'm also, doing work with the Women's Multicultural Counseling and Resources Center of Durham, and I'm mm-hmm. counseling with them as well. So, that's
0: wonderful. going on. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh. I know, I know. It's great though, you know, that we're out there and we're doing this work. I'm definitely gonna connect with you because I'd like to collaborate on a workshop in the spring. Okay. And I think it would be great to do a digital, what do they call it? You know how they have those vision boards. I really like to do something more digital. Something or digital. like that, yeah. That would be fun. I mean, yeah, and I was thinking, if you already have something <laughs> going on and you want to run with that, please run with that because I think it's so important now. Because I find that you know you could do it on your Bristol board, but what if you just don't have access to that right. and you have paint or something like? Is there something that people can just create? from their desktop or, you know, those creative tools that oh, you might yes. have? In-
1: yes, because that, yeah, that's a very good question. Now, I imagine there's a whole slew of those that are now adaptable on the digital, in digital format that you don't necessarily have to have the materials around your home. But yeah, that's something I would definitely like to do. I know not too long ago, I I did a workshop for the city of Pickering and it was, I introduced to them something that I call an emergency self-care kit or an emotional self-care, self-care kit. And it's just items, again, that appeal to the senses that you can gather from around your home that have sentiment mm-hmm. and value to them. They're specific to you. There's all kinds of ways that you can bring this stuff online. But
0: yeah, you and I should put something out there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Yeah. Definitely get back in touch with you on that because I have a couple of ideas. Great. Just need the platform. <laughs> great. But I think I can get that. That wouldn't be that wouldn't be hard to do. I guess we'll just do it virtually. Yeah. But I think it would be great to keep continuing with expressive arts workshops because it sounds to me like the group that you have, it seems like it's doing really well and people are really attending consistently.
1: Yes, the the DBT group is going well. We're in our third module, so they do it for the whole year. But the BIPOC one for creative professionals is brand new. Outside of that, you know, people usually hit me up for, oh, can you do a paint party live uh, online? Can you do, I'm doing a, apparently there's an organization called Arts Ahead. It's part of a student, it's part of Centennial College. They have a student program that, is an arts management program that has a symposium every year. So that's happening early March, and they've asked me to do something on wellness and balancing mental health or balancing wellness and health in the arts. And so there are always opportunities to join in these kinds of events, and you can learn and see what, what people are interested in. And I just think the arts is finally getting pulled off the lower rung of the ladder and brought up to where it should be could be a lot of people are surviving because of the arts and because of how they can celebrate themselves and cheerlead themselves in difficult times by using what they've created themselves
0: absolutely mm-hmm. and you know georgia i just wanted to say that you know this is like you said something new but something definitely that needs to be explored yeah. And continued with. And before we wrap up, how can we get a hold of you? You can get a hold of me a few different ways. I have
1: a temporary website, (laughs) it is www.fullfineart.com. I'm currently working on another website that will have everything that I do. But if you are a social media person at all, I mean, even if you just Google Georgia Fullerton, you will find me. (laughs) Other than that, my Full Fine Art website. And then of course, I'm on Instagram as Full Fine Art. And also on Facebook as Georgia A.L. Fullerton but yeah you can you can easily it's kind of wild to say oh google me and you'll see stuff on me but that's there i am where <laughs> i am i am interested in anyone who is a lover of the arts who is interested in either just viewing art buying art developing a arts-based workshop kind of program environment that people okay. are asking about online things now and so I'm, I'm trying to bring more of this out to community and people who really young and old keep that in mind young mm-hmm. and old so I, I really appreciate the time that you've given me Alethea and I know that we've been following each other and seeing what we're doing. And it's just really nice to know that sometimes there's people out there who have multiple connections to you, but you don't get to them until something happens or time passes. And so I really appreciate you um,
0: reaching out. You know, I just want to say thank you for just being that voice that we can go to, to express ourselves and just see the combination of how arts and therapy can really heal our community. So I just want to thank you for putting it out there and we will definitely keep in touch because I think the springtime is a great time, especially when you have a lot of mood changes to start doing some art and just start finding another way of healing. Absolutely. I'll definitely reach out to you because I have some great ideas for that. And uh, a couple of people that I definitely like to introduce you to. You might even know them already, really? but um, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, he's a visual artist, Al Reynolds. Ooh. He wanted. He won an award um, uh, just recently for this magazine um, by Blacks, and he's oh. a director of the NEA. Yeah, I know- the director of the NIA Center.
1: Okay. Oh, I know of him, but I've never, I've never met
0: him okay I'm gonna have to introduce you because him and I were chatting and I said to him I'd really like to do some digital art and just start working with that group and that population and then it happened so I'll definitely he said like let's do something in March April and I said definitely so I'll definitely collaborate and we can all do something Why not sure
1: thing Yeah. Mm -hmm. good now I'm gonna go look him up
0: Please do. He just won an award. Yeah. So I was like, yes. Exactly. You
1: know that magazine? Oh, wonderful. This is good. Yeah, the NIA Center is doing a lot of good work. Um, but definitely, yes. Alicia, this would be wonderful. Let's stay in touch and keep doing our we thing. We will. You know, keep living artfully. Yeah. That's what I like to say.
0: Absolutely. Okay. Okay. And then uh, if you're on LinkedIn. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm on LinkedIn. That's where too. these people are. That's right. (laughs) Okay, so then I'll definitely do a soft intro because I think it's great when we start doing these collaborations because it really works. And I think just because, you know, I worked in um, a graphic arts. school oh. i worked at the school of design at george brown oh. for many like for three years and i loved it In the school of performing arts and my graphic design oh. students and they taught me so much so <laughs> anytime i see people that are doing art i'm like oh, yes okay. you know awesome.
1: so, yeah. because oh so we have even more in common because you're coming from graphic yes. arts as well this is
0: good wow and Anna Rita, like, she's the dean, but she's so supportive. Yeah. You know, I had to have my little one-on-ones with her. Don't worry, we're not, we're, we're yeah, going to edit know. all I this out. That. But um, I have my little one-on-one with her. Because, you know, there was some stuff social justice-wise yeah. that I feel the school really needs to expand yeah. on. So I'm sure now that they're going to really open their eyes. And I'm so glad that they got to meet me. me. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. Connections> it <laughs> makes sense. It makes sense. I'm going to inbox her some things because I always said to her, like I always wanted an arts class for BIPOC and they approved it. And then I had to go because I wanted to move on and do other things, but now we're not in the building, but I know that they will support it a hundred percent. And I I wanted to get a visual artist from the community to come in and work with the students, you know? So yeah, I'm I'm still going to, Pursue that with them because, you know, I think it's about about time time. because, you know, they just need more diversity. Yeah, Yeah. Wow. And I'm
1: starting this series today. I'm going to send I send you the flyer for the BIPOC uh, three part support circle that I'm leading.
0: Yes, because I know you sent me the flyer and I shared it with a couple of people. Um, I just thought because, you know, I'm not an expressive artist, I couldn't tap into it. But now that I know what you're doing, it's amazing that you're doing the DBT because I have training Are in you? that too. And I was thinking, yeah, yeah, I'm certified. Uh-huh. And I was thinking of running a group, but it's going to be down at Dundas West Subway Station. I have a colleague that has an, an office and she was, you know, asking her and I to collaborate. And I said to hard. get back to her in the springtime. Uh-huh. Um, but I would definitely connect there and do an art shop and do some DBT. It would work because that population and, you know, I used to work at St. Joe's for 20 oh, you years. And a, so, yeah, you know, yeah wow. mm-hmm. in the Child and Adolescent oh. Mental Health and I also worked at Brampton Civic, too. So, you know, that's my that's my people that's my absolutely. connection so if we were to do something they would definitely amplify it so yeah whenever you're ready we just need, let me know yeah we need
1: to do a, a face-to-face like we need to do
0: a thing yeah we'll do a google <laughs> meet <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely yeah. georgia and then we'll just collaborate on some for stuff sure. so okay so just give me some time like mid-march yeah. i'm going to keep you in mind for a women's event then I'm going to be collaborating on. I just have to see what we're doing because maybe you can auction off a piece or something. Yeah, I'm meeting with them on Monday just to discuss the parameters because we're doing a women's event March the 10th and it's amplifying black women's voices and then there's black men that are going to be, you know, reciting positive statements to black women. Good. Okay,
1: so let's stay connected. I'm going to prepare for my next, client or my client but this has been great i want us to continue this and you know
0: absolutely, or,
1: absolutely I don't know why, you know yeah. what too i don't know why i thought you were in the states i'm thinking that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well that's good but you know so do you know sonia madison just through art because we used to go oh! to the same high school so that's why i thought you went to the same high school sonia, with us that's my, that's she was that's older. girl Oh, my gosh, because, like, she's older than me, so she's in my sister's group, right? But it's just the fact that, you know, memo people still stick together. (laughs) (laughs) There wasn't a lot of black people in that school, so we all (laughs)
1: know. I know, because I saw her comment the other day on your page, and
0: I know that you had a, a, I believe it was a loss or an illness recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, this girl that I was in a class with, she ended up passing away in the fire a couple of months ago, crazy. and the Danforth, And it was so right. tragic, because she's so bright and intelligent. And I feel like I, want, I still need to do something to honor her in some way, because she was so yeah. creative. And yeah, I'd really like to do something. But then I think maybe that's what I'll do with this art project and all these things and people that I'm connecting with, because I feel like something will come together. And then I can, yeah, you can that. develop something um, specific yeah.
1: for that. And, and you know, there's always people who that's going to resonate, it's going to exactly. align with them. They're going to, you know, feel something from what, whatever you do. I just think it's time to just take time now with each other, you know, really pay attention because we need this. We need that collective kind of coming togetherness,
0: <laughs> you know. No, yeah, I'm all for that. I'll open for that. Because, you know, there's just been so many divisions for so long and it was yeah. so exhausting. And I think people are just realizing that there's so many commonalities than there are That's differences it. now. So let's not harp on the differences. Like you had four years right? Of that guy. <laughs> Thank you. So true. So true. Can can we just move on from I am that? Ready. I, like, oh my God. I am ready to move on from that. In all honesty, no, no joke. <laughs> and you're listening to the Minds I Like podcast.